going to continue the conversation around gender-based violence. But I was thinking about it and the real issue for me is any sort of um, behavior that is unjust, um, that is abusive towards anyone that has a sexual nature to it. But I think that also starts with us as a society, how we are brought up, what are our roles in society, what are the things that we feel are expected of us as men and women, and how that affects our behavior on a day-to-day basis. And, um, and so many more things actually affect the way that we behave the way that we actually conduct ourselves on a day-to-day basis. So I will be chatting to somebody really fantastic. He is the dad coach and um, he was with us before. He was with us, um, I think it was um, in October last year, if I'm not mistaken. But Craig Wilkinson was with us chatting about how he coaches dads and sons to be better men within our society and I've invited him back onto Two Oceans Vibe so we will be chatting to him. Right now I am going to um, bring in Craig and um, we're going to start having a discussion because he's been doing some talks on the the clearly defined roles of men and women and how they have changed over this last period, I think quite drastically, quite quickly, and um, what that really means and what they are, because we have these discussions all the time. And so I'm quite excited to get a male's perspective on what's going on and then have this conversation. So Craig, welcome to Two Oceans Vibe Radio. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Great to be here. Thank you. Um, It's an absolute pleasure. How was your festive season? It was crazy. We traveled to New Zealand and Australia uh, visiting my children there. So it was uh, absolutely nonstop, but, but wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. But wonderful. Mm. Fantastic. You do some incredible work. Tell us a little bit about Father Nation, just so we can frame who you are sure. for the listeners. Sure. So Father Nation is a, a nonprofit organization, which I started uh, gee, just on 10 years ago. And the whole concept of it is um, if we can heal men, we can heal the world. So it's really we work with men and with boys throughout South Africa and a bit beyond as well. And it's really our our mission is to inspire, equip, mobilize men to be good men, good fathers, good role models and good mentors. Uh, And if we can do that, we believe we can just completely transform the world. I absolutely agree with you, but I do believe that um, that it goes on both sides. I think that women have equally a responsibility as much as men do, yeah. you know? And I do know that, I mean, we've had this discussion before mm. and we had a conversation around it and and the problem is that the majority of the violent crime is coming from, from, from men, men yes. you know? And so it definitely does need to be addressed. Mm. Um, but you've now started having this conversation around defining the roles of right. men and women in society. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about what you found and, yeah. and what you are what these conversations are entailing. Well, I think there's a lot of confusion, isn't there? Especially amongst males, I think, because what used to be clearly defined roles are not clearly defined at all anymore. And yes. I think, I, you know, I think, I mean, there's only, really, there's only two roles that are clearly defined that cannot change, and that is childbearing and, and breastfeeding, if you think about it. I mean, everything else is, is up for grabs, isn't it? Yeah, true. I mean, so, so roles, I don't like the word roles, because I don't think you can slot a man into a clearly defined role or a woman into a clearly defined role, apart from... You know, she's the one who's going to bear the child. She's the one who can breastfeed. I mean, a man can't do that as much as he likes. But um, 
apart from Although that, they have created yeah. these very interesting, um, pump, you know, you can pump yeah, the breast yeah, milk and then it, yeah. and then men attach yeah. these things to yeah. their chests. I have yeah. heard of to, to men doing yeah. that nowadays yeah. too. It's a crazy ad. Uh, it didn't ever fly, but it's it about this um, this mom and dad sleeping at night, and I hear the kid crying in the background. And uh, the dad gets up and he kind of stumbles over to the nursery and he and he picks his little infant out of the the, the crib and it latches onto his breast and it, the, the advert for a gym and it says if this is you you really need our gym You're like a man oh move <laughs> a move <laughs> yeah a move exactly exactly yeah. but I mean looking at roles um, there aren't any clearly defined roles anymore are there mm. and it and it doesn't matter so I think what the challenge is is how do we navigate that how do we deal with that. How do we deal with the fact that um, you know a man can be a stay-at-home dad and still be a man, yeah, um, and still have the respect of his wife, which mm. actually sometimes is a problem. When you get a stay-at-home dad, yeah. often often what happens is he's not respected by. There's an expectation of the wife yes. that he he should be the one out there, even though she might speak otherwise. There's kind of this inbred. So uh, and and a woman can be a CEO and a fighter pilot and a crane. You know, I mean, th- these are not the issues anymore. Mm. The issue is how do we deal with it? How, how does it affect my manhood if I am a, if my wife is earning more than yes. me and is the main breadwinner? Isn't that interesting? I mean, as you said that, I actually um, the the thought actually really mm. popped into my head. You know, when a woman goes out and she is a powerful CEO. Mm and does the previously masculine roles, and I'm yes. going to say previously masculine yeah. roles like that in inverted commas. Um, for those of you listening, you can live stream on Instagram if you want to see what's happening in studio. Um, and I can see you guys all there. I'm sorry I'm not waving back at you, but I can see you guys. Um, but I, I'm saying in inverted commas, when a woman does a previously masculine role and does it well, um, is a successful CEO, is a successful entrepreneur, does these sorts of things, it is very much celebrated and it is very much kind of um, respected now. But if a man takes on a previously feminine mm. role of being a stay-at-home dad, yeah. dad, it's very much looked down upon. Right. Why do you think... That is. What is the... Because that's definitely an imbalance that is going there is, on there. There is an imbalance. And in fact, I mean, a lot of the research shows that in a workplace, if a man demonstrates um, what are classically feminine traits, like vulnerability, you know, like a man mm. cries in a boardroom, or, or he is... Um, compassionate. Compassionate or empathy or kindness, it's actually not rewarded, mm. strangely enough. He's viewed as weak and is, and is less likely to be promoted than a man... Who displays the traditionally uh, classical sort of masculine things like aggression, competitiveness, still, now still to this day. So it's quite a bit. But I think we've got to go back. I mean, I think the key is men and women are different. Yeah. And, and, the, 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 and it's a beautiful difference. And I think we need yes. to celebrate that difference and embrace it. So can a woman be a strong, powerful CEO and still be a woman? And this is the big question. And can a man be a stay-at-home dad uh, and change the nappies and still be a man? And I think the answer is clearly yes. But yes. how? How, how is that? So, I mean, if you, we've got to go back and say, well, men and women are different. I think, I think the, the, the confusion comes a lot with the sort of fourth and fifth wave feminism where it's almost like men and women aren't different. They are the same. Mm-hmm. Whatever you can do, brother, I can do, sister. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it becomes a bit of a blurring of the lines. And that's where things get a bit, they run a bit awry. Yeah. So, if we say that, um, so, I mean, a lot of the science has shown that, that women generally tend towards people in relationships slightly more men tend towards things and objects slightly more mm. so innately in a man and again you get the whole nature nurture debate but innately in a man is probably the desire to to pursue engineering type 
pursuits more than what a woman generally would innately be. Yeah. Uh, a woman would generally innately tend to focus more on people types, so medical type professions than what a man would. And, and this is absolutely fine. So, so the whole debate around equality and feminism should, shouldn't be around equality because that, that's just a given. I mean, men and women are equal, of equal yes. value. And there should be no artificial... But I think that's what you hit the nail on the yeah. head there, is that people are constantly going, men and women need to be equal. Correct. But it's of equal value. Correct. So although we are different, yeah. let's celebrate those differences. Yes. And that doesn't detract from the value 100%. that we hold within society. Or the opportunities that you should be given. For instance, I, mean, yes. I have a daughter and a son. And I mean, if my daughter wanted to be a fighter pilot, as a father, I need to say, well, whatever I need to do to facilitate that, let's do it. If you, if you have the physical attributes necessary to do that, let's make it happen. Yes. Uh, and if my son wanted to be a nurse, I need to, I need to swallow whatever preconceived notions I have about that. And, say, and would you so, need to swallow yeah, hmm. I would. Well, it is a note. It yeah. is. I mean, it, it, it's there, isn't it? It's yeah. very much there. Uh, no, I just think you, it's great that you can yeah, actually yeah. admit that because yeah. I think a lot of men feel stuck mm. at the moment. So yeah. Like they don't want to admit something like that yeah. because, you know, they think it reflects badly on them. But the yeah. reality is that a lot of people feel that way. It is there. I you mean, know? for a guy, there is a drive to be a bit of the Rambo. You know, you want to be the strong, powerful, mm. assertive guy making it. You do. I mean, that, that is a note. And, and part of that's good. You know, it's not all bad that men, men are by nature more competitive, more, mm. there's a slight more aggression. So the idea is not to say that men shouldn't be aggressive, it's to say that men, how do we utilize that channel aggression? It. How do we channel it? How do we In use it for good? In a positive way. 100%. I mean, you mm. can use aggression for good. So my aggression, uh, if it's used gently, can be used to further my career, can be used to protect my family, love, serve, and protect and honor my... You know, it can be used in a very powerfully positive way. Yeah. So I think the mistake we make is to try and feminize men, which is completely wrong. We shouldn't feminize men. We should, we should teach men how to be gentlemen. Yes. And what is a gentleman? It's, it's a gentle man. It's a man who, who can still be strong and powerful and dangerous. He can be dangerous, but he uses whatever he's got for good to yes. be gentle and caring yeah. and loving. So that, that's the key. It's a, it's a subtle difference, but it's a powerful difference. It's a very powerful difference. Do you get asked a lot by, um, I know like I've met a lot of guys that, you know, we, we in a time where finances are mm. very constrained. It's very different. Like I know a lot of the millennials like have stayed at home a lot longer right. than, you know, generations before yeah. them. And, you know, it, it, the financial kind of um, status of the world has mm. totally, has totally shifted. Mm. And so, um, there are challenges that come with that and more women are in more powerful positions right. around finances. Like w what is the debate that you hear, mm. you know, because I've got somebody who is, um, who has come from the UK and he mm. was saying to me, he doesn't know what to do because like there is a part of him. He went to Oxford. There's a part right. of him. That's very much a gentleman and he mm. wants to pay for the meal and he yes, wants to, yes. you know, treat a lady with um, like a gentleman, open the doors and that sort of thing. And then he's encountered mm. women that will literally get really angry, you know, yeah. if, if he does that sort of thing. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of old school because I, look after in a different way you know and so i kind of when somebody is gentlemanly i feel like they are looking after mm -hmm. me in that way you don't take it in a bad fashion i don't take it in a bad fashion and maybe i'm old school in that mm -hmm. way you know and yet i still am very much a feminist in the way that i will go out i'm very career driven i want to achieve things i want to make right. a difference in the world but there's that side of me that wants mm. to nurture and love and take sure. care of, yeah. you know, and that's very innate and, and in my way of being. Yeah. And yes, and be yeah. taken.
taken care of right. in return and be protected and nurtured in return yes. as well by the masculine. What is the debate around mm. that? Like, where are we sitting at the moment? Well, it's very, look, I think, again, it's very multi-layered and complex. I mean, th the fundamental root issue here is what, what gives me a sense of validity as a man and as a woman. Yes. So if as a man, my sense of validation comes from the fact that I can provide and earn more money than my wife, then I've got a problem. Yes. Because I don't feel, and this goes back to fatherlessness. So the role of a dad in a, in a son's life and, a, and daughters, it's equally important. But the role of a father is to validate his son, to say, son, you are man enough. In and mm. who you are, you're man enough. If you decide to be a nurse, you, I don't mind. You're still fully man yes. and you're valid as a man. That doesn't make you less it of a man. It doesn't make you less of a man. So if you marry a woman who's earning more than you and you make a decision jointly to be the stay-at-home dad, that doesn't make you any less of a man. Yeah. See, this is where the problem comes. If I feel that I have to do this to make me a man, then there's a problem. If a woman feels as though she's being demeaned as a woman by someone opening the door, she's got to ask herself, well, what makes me valid? The fact that I um, uh, don't, don't, don't need the dwarf, the fact that I'm, uh, you know, I, I can do whatever a man can do, does that validate it? Or, or is she, does she have a deep sense of validity and validation as a woman in and of herself? Mm. So if you, if you examine that, then you go to the debate, and it's very confusing. I mean, it's so confusing. I mean, it's very, so, I mean, do you, so I was talking to a young lady the other day, and, and one, of, one of the senior managers in the company walked past and said, hey, nice dress. And she got totally peed off with the guy. She was very angry. Now, I, I said to her, why? Why, why on yeah. earth? But probing a bit deeper. Firstly, even Was that, it in a crude way? Well, you like, see, that's the thing. Was what, it, like, was yeah. it done? Because that's a discussion that I can definitely have mm. with you. I mean, yeah. I had I had something happen now. I had to get a, um, a new license. Yeah. And... I couldn't get the piece of paper. I needed mm. a paper from the Home Affairs saying uh, my name was X, Y, and Z, you know, and it would take seven working days. I can't be without a license for seven days, right. you know. So I went to the Department of Home Affairs and um, very kindly the lady said, go to the second floor. There is a man there named whatever mm -hmm. and ask him to please speed that up for you so that you don't have to wait those seven days. Right. So I go upstairs, I find the man, very kind mm -hmm. gentleman, says to me, yes, I can do it. We're closing mm -hmm. now, but I'll stay and I'll do it for you because I understand right. feeling nervous about driving without a license. So he literally stayed to do it. But now I'm a single woman. Mm -hmm. I'm on the second floor. Every other employee has left the building. Right. So okay? I feel a little insecure. And so now I'm starting to feel insecure. Then on top of that, he then says, you're very beautiful. <laughs> he says, I see you're not married. <laughs> so I say, no, I'm not. He says, well, then maybe we can go on a date. Right, okay. Well, that's totally inappropriate. And I say, and I say well, I don't think my boyfriend would like <laughs> that very much. And he says, well, if you're not married, it doesn't matter. Now, the reality of the the situation is maybe he is just feeling like friendly and he thinks I'm a joke. But the context... Sure of which it is dealt with in mm. makes it unnerving, makes me have to take yeah. my car key because now I'm the only mm. woman in two mm. floors of the building yeah. alone with a man and I take my car key out and I just hold it in my hand and now I've got to sit there for the rest of the time, which is mm. another 20 minutes. Feeling very uncomfortable. Feeling very nervous. uncomfortable yeah. and nervous while he, yeah. 
he has this conversation with me and I'm trying to like laugh yeah. it off because now I need this freaking mm-hmm. piece of paper. Well, well I you mean, know? That's, that's completely unacceptable. And that, that, that is completely but unacceptable. But that's an abuse of power. So he's in a situation where he has power to assist you in a, in a public service type of context and he's using that inappropriate. Com- I mean, there, there's, no, there's no gray area there. That's completely wrong. It's completely <laughs> you know? wrong. And, yeah. he, and yet, like when I walked away, he was actually a very... lovely Mm. sweet man and he obviously just thought i was attractive and thought he would take the opportunity and didn't think beyond his realm of knowledge and acceptable so there was an innocence there do you know what i mean so i could feel that but still it's not it's not right and then i hear another story of Mm. a woman who was and i thought she blew it totally out of proportion like the story you're telling now she was at gym and he said wow you look amazing Mm. And she was, and she made it into this race. She was like this middle-aged white man. Mm-hmm. It's not okay for you to say that to me, like at right. a German diddler. Where is the line? Well, you see, it's so complicated. So the the manner in the context and the manner in which someone does it. So this boss who walked past this young girl and said, "You, you know, that's a lovely dress." Um, it's it's bordering on something that could be an incident. But if you look at the way in which he said it, and I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know the, the motivation that came from. So his intent might have been completely innocent. Just giving a compliment. Yeah, giving a compliment, you know, yes. which is fine. I mean, hey, nice, you know. She had had a history of being verbally harassed, okay? Uh, so there was already a wound there. There was a yes. wound that, that responded to him. Yes. But this just highlights this kind of complex um, fine line <laughs> where you've got to navigate. Is you've got to look at intent versus impact. So... Everything I do as a man, um, I need to say, well, I might have the intention of being quite innocent and pure, but what impact does it have on the person that I'm talking to? So I might, I mean, hugging in the workplace. I mean, I'm a hugger. I love, I hug guys, I hug girls. I just, I'm a big, I love hugging. But I mean, even that can be a bit of a minefield, you know, because you can go up to a colleague and hug them. And they may not be a hugger. They may not like that, you know. Yes. Uh, and so one, uh, that's where I talk about the, from roadmap to compass. You know, roadmap mm. was there was a clearly defined set of rules. You know, men do this and women do that. And this is okay and that's not okay. And I mean, you could call in, you know, if you go back to the early days of Avatar, you could call any colleague, babe or darling. You know, it was okay. Yeah. It's not okay anymore, you know. So you've got to say, well, there was, there was a set of rules. There's no rules anymore. But what there is, is there's emotional intelligence. Mm. And there's respect. And there's mm. equality, and there's um, uh, there's a sense that no one's more valuable than me, but no one's less valuable than me. So yes. if I'm interacting with somebody, let me assess them and say, well, let me let me find out is is it appropriate? You know, just a bit of thought that goes into the process. Mm. So that's the whole thing. I mean, when you're on the high seas in a boat, there's no roadmap, there's no yeah. lines, and I think we're very much the same now in the workplace. There are no lines that are written in the sand, but there are principles uh, where we can call on to say well how can I be a good man and how can I be a good woman how can I be a good man and how can I be a good woman and I think that you know you hit the nail on the head there and I think we discussed this before Mm. as well is you need to actually think about how your action is going to make that person feel and that's the key to finding the balance because it's not really what you think is right and wrong no it's about how that person is going that. to feel yeah, within the context yeah. of that situation yeah. and then taking responsibility yeah. for that, yeah. right? And, and then I think it's communicating. So this young girl, I mean, look, it's difficult when it's a boss talking, but if you communicate uh, and we educate each other, mm. so if, if I compliment you on a beautiful dress, uh, the perfect situation would be for you to say, Craig, I feel a bit uncomfortable when you say that. Mm. Not, in a, not in an aggressive kind of way, just, and, yeah. and then, then I know. And yes. then I've grown. And I, you know, so I mean, I think if we can really learn to communicate properly with each other. It's difficult where there's a power differential. 
you know what I mean? When there's a power play, it's always difficult. And it's, 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 it's always, that creates a huge barrier and a huge yeah. challenge. But I think that that's where I was saying, you know, it's up to the woman as well as the men. Yes. You know, because far too many times I've done it. I do it mm. all the time, actually. And I have to, like, constantly be reminding myself not to do it. But to, something to will what? happen and, like, an interaction no, no, with a man and I won't go, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Right, Please do not do that. Yeah. Like, that situation, you know, at home mm -hmm. affairs, I should have said, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, but that makes me feel uncomfortable. Right, it's right. not okay for you to do that. Yeah. But because he's in a position of power and I need that sure. piece of paper. You don't want to rock the boat. I let it slide mm. because he's actually going out of his way to help yeah. me. I can because I, I suppose, am a little bit more conscious of the situation. I can yeah. read him as a person right. and I can see that he actually is a nice person yeah. and his social etiquette yes. is, is, a bit lacking. is lacking. But there's no danger to but you. But there's no actual danger to me, you right. know. But still, mm. it's still my responsibility sure. as well to say, listen, yeah. that made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I understand it came from a good place, sure. but it's not actually appropriate sure. and you shouldn't do that. Given, you know what I'm saying? Given that it's difficult to say that. It's being, so being difficult. It's difficult, particularly in, as we said, the power differentials. You know, it's, and it's, it's, it takes you out of your comfort zone, doesn't it? Yeah. Do so I think, I mean, the other thing is, it, it astounds me how unemotionally intelligent a lot of people are I incapable of reading body language so i mean the mm -hmm. whole dating thing too i mean a lot of young guys in america i mean there was this joke about you know before we we have any kind of sexual involvement i need you to sign a consent form <laughs> just to keep and i mean it's it's not that far-fetched because you, you're having post date remorse where someone who did end up in bed is now saying i wish i hadn't so let let me let me um, say it was non-consensual. Actually, accuse him of some kind of date rape thing. And I mean, so it, it can get very out of control. Very but the much EQ, so. The EQ. I mean, for a guy, and this is what we teach men as well. I mean, if you if you're on a date with a with a woman, and there's signs, aren't there? You know, there's mm. signs that she's interested and signs that she's not. I mean, you. you so let's go over mm, some of those because yeah. I think that that's that's an important mm. thing. You know, what you're saying right now is important. I think a lot of people. You saying EQ, you know, you saying there are signs, mm. but a lot of guys, those signs mm. just go straight over their head. Yeah, so let's so go over just a few signs. Mm. We've got um, six minutes left of the interview. Right, right. So let's try and give them something <laughs> that they can actually yeah. use and implement like right, right, right now. Well, I mean, just verbal cues, uh, tone and body language. So, I mean, you're sitting next to a young, uh, a date in a, in a coffee bar and you want, and you're very interested and you want to know if she is. I mean, so just a light brush of your hand against her hand, and you and you gauge the response. If there's a sort of this this recoil in horror, <laughs> you you know that <laughs> you you've been friend zoned. There's no this is not going anywhere. You know if if she kind of brushes you back, that's a very positive sign. You know then you so it, it's not this is not. Um, it's, rocket it's science. It's not rocket science, is it? I mean, uh, the, the look in the eye, the the, the, the positioning of, of how she sits, how close she sits next to you, how she responds. I mean, there's so many. It's so. It's just so easy to tell whether someone is actually interested or is yeah. not. Yeah. Um, and I think guys need to just look in, in sympathy to men, no, not not abusive men. I mean, I have no sympathy whatsoever to anyone who who crosses that line of abuse yeah. or takes what's not his or anything. But in similar to me, it is it's it's difficult being the the pursuer because mm. you you're at risk, aren't you? Yeah. If I'm pursuing you, uh, and you're I don't, at risk of I'm rejection. At risk. Yeah, you can reject that, me. You can it. hurt me. My, my ego, my dignity can be. You know, so so there is. So I think women need to understand and and empathise with that and let mm. guys down lightly. But guys need to also really just you know take 
take a take, cue. Yeah. Or take it seriously, you know? Well, I mean, that's, I think, w one of the things that I was going to say is that it's it's so great to kind of go, okay, have EQ yeah. and, you sure. know, look at the signs. Yeah. But the reality is that we've got an ego involved sure. and... and a lot of times mm. that is the biggest problem, isn't it? Because it is, when guys yeah. feel like their ego is being yeah. sort of challenged and they yeah. are feeling reje rejected, I think rejection is probably one of the biggest fears amongst everyone. It is a big fear. You know, but amongst you know, you, absolutely you, everyone. You can minimize the rejection by pulling back before there's an outright rejection, can't you? You know, if you pick up slight cues and you withdraw and then you actually don't take it any further, uh, you're not being rejected. Mm. You, you, you're just subtly going with the dance and this is a friendship and it's not going to mm. be anything more. There's no rejection. Yeah. But if you ignore the signs and you press in, there's going to be a time when she's going to say, bugger off, you know what I mean? And then, <laughs> and then you do. And then it's yeah, going to yeah, be a serious so you rejection. Make, you make yeah. life difficult for yourself. You yeah. know, something that, um, you know, that I always say to people is instead of thinking it, thinking of it as rejection mm. think of it as redirection yeah, yeah, you know so it's like that wasn't right for me yeah. whether it's a person whether it's a job whether yeah. it's whatever the situation is yeah. um you know if it doesn't sure. if, if something happens then that's not right for me and yeah. i I guarantee you something better is going to come. Sure. Something that is right for you. And it'll feel 20 right. times better. So rather than getting your ego yeah. involved and, yeah. you know, feeling terrible about it, just yeah. know that, okay, this isn't yeah. rejection. It's just sure. redirection. This sure. isn't for me. But um, again, it goes back to that validity, doesn't it? I mean, says yes. that, I mean how, what makes us valid? Am I valid in and of myself? Mm. And therefore, I don't need you to like me or want me. Because I'm okay whether you do or whether you don't. Maybe I want you to, but if you don't, it's okay. Because I know that I'm okay in and of myself. Yes. So, I mean, that self-esteem issue, that, that's a big fathering issue. You know, I mean, for girls Massive. and for guys. Was I well-fathered? Was I validated by my dad as a, as a woman and as a man? And therefore, I'm okay. So, that, that, I mean, I think that that takes us back to the core of so many of the problems actually in the world. Yeah. Is people don't love themselves 100%. enough and aren't um, full of themselves enough. And yes. I say that in a really positive way. Oprah once made a speech and she yeah. said, um, and they said, what do, you, what do you base your success in? And she said, because I am full of myself. And she said, I know that sounds mm. strange, but what she means, and she explained it so well, is that um, she knows herself yeah. so fully. She accepts her flaws as well as um, the things that make her wonderful right. so completely. Yes. And she looks after herself mm. so fully that her cup is full. Right. And so she is full of self, yeah. which means that her cup runneth over. She has mm. enough to give to others. Right. And she doesn't do it from a place of lack. She does it mm. from a place of true giving. I need it, so I want to give. Exactly. And I think that if we can, and that's why I always say everything goes back to self-love. Everything goes back key. to self-acceptance and self-love. If we can get to that point, you know, we can really change the world which as men and journey. women. It's a heck of a journey to get A hundred percent. It's not something you can snap your fingers and Absolutely. get Absolutely. It's yeah. my greatest challenge. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Well, it's a refathering, a reparenting of yes, yourself, of, of yourself, of the girl or boy inside that was wounded and not not loved. And absolutely, cherished. absolutely. You and I can always talk for hours <laughs> on end, and yeah. I absolutely do yeah. love it. But um, I've got my next interview. No I know he's waiting yeah. outside, Gabriel, yeah. um, and so we're going to have to wrap it up. Is there one final word that you would maybe like to say to fathers, to sons? Yeah. Um, I know that you've got some amazing books, you've yeah. got some amazing courses. Any information on how to reach you uh well craig at uh, fatheranation.co.za is my my email address um 
and the, the website fathernation.co.za or dad coach online we, we run a wonderful online dad course but i think for me i mean the greatest advice to a dad is is just to be there be mm. there be, be present. Be present. Picture, mm. picture, physically, emotionally, spiritually, be there. And not just be there, be engaged as well. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the greatest advice you can give someone as well. Be present. Be, be mm. there for you yeah. and for others. You know, you and receive without judgment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that's one of the scariest things is like, what is this person going to think of me yes. if they know that I want this or that oh, I've done nice. that? You know, if we can all just receive each other without judgment yeah. and with compassion and understanding. And ourselves. I mean, the whole and ourselves, imp- imp- the, the imposter syndrome is, yeah. is, is huge with men, you know. Yeah. Someday someone's going to see who I really am and they're not going to like me, you know. But yeah. just the, 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 the ability to be fully who you are. That's humility. It is. Uh, and it's confidence as well. Absolutely. Now, we are going to do a little giveaway. Mm. So do you want to tell our audience what they can uh, win? Great, great. Well, there are three, actually. One is, one is a book called Dad, which I wrote, which is basically called How to Be the Father Your Children Need. It's you, a great book for dads. You can hold it up and they can see oh, it can on see the... Oh, there yes, we go. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Dad. dad. It gives you the 12 dad verbs, 12 principles, things that everything dad needs to practice. There's another one called It's a Dad, and that's for expectant fathers. And that's nice. for... Yeah, there's so little out there for, for dads, you know, in terms mm. of, you know, what I expect. How do I live with a pregnant woman? How do I <laughs> best support her and love her? And, you know, what do I do when my little child squirming comes into the world and I, and I, and I freak out because it's not pretty, you know, ba- babies are not pretty, <laughs> no matter what their mom says. Yes. So that's for that. And then there's an online course as well, which will give give away to, to, to someone as well, which, uh, which is a series of videos and exercises online to do. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Craig, thank you so, so much. It's always so great having you in studio, and I wish you all the best. For everybody listening, I am going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to invite Gabriel in. We are going to be chatting about what being vegan actually does for your hair. We are chatting about cruelty-free hair, um, conscious beauty, and so Gabriel will be joining us in studio in just a few minutes, but I will be putting up all the competition details on my Instagram feed as well as a picture of Craig so that you know exactly who he is and all the tags so that you can follow him.